0: This is the Epilogue Audio
1: Experience. Corona is in the air, guys, and all I'm hearing every day is Corona every minute and every second of my existence, and that is getting to me. I don't know if that's getting to you guys as well because. This information bombardment is definitely very unsettling. So I've actually put a disclaimer on my phone saying, do not forward me anything related to Corona. And of course, all these lockdowns, the cancellations, the meetings not happening, everything sort of moving into a virtual world. Festivals getting canceled, screenings getting canceled, movie theaters getting shot, schools getting shot. Everything getting shot is something, of course, we have not seen or heard of at least in our lifetime of course we've seen in movies but yes if that's getting to you and that's sort of affecting you then I suggest this is the best time for you to hold your space find yourself uh, read the books that you have, you have to catch up on watch the movies catch up with your friends on phone because again there's social distancing as well so hope everything gets sorted very soon with us and we are back to our so called normal existence but uh, till then hang in there Also, I got a very interesting query. Thank you for finding me on social media. Nilesh uh, wrote to me about uh, the podcast. He enjoys listening to it. Uh, uh, And uh, he also had a very interesting query, which was about how self-confidence impacts mental health. We have not particularly thought about it, Nilesh. We don't have an episode like that. But yes, since you have put that seed in our mind, we will try and figure out a way to get you that episode specifically for you. Okay, people, today we have with us Mindy Sai. She is living in Boston. I found her on the internet. And of course, we are all aware about schizophrenia. By now, we all know about schizophrenia. But if you guys don't know, do, not, do go and Google. You can check our earlier podcast on schizophrenia as well. At the age of 13, we discovered that something was not right with her. Uh, she was already on her way up in the career. She she worked in the software technology. She she's, has a master's degree from Cornell. She heard voices and she named it joe and it took her six years or so to finally understand that she had a schizophrenia and she got on the onset of getting a detailed understanding of what it actually was and she wrote a memoir called becoming a whole you can go and check it out and you can also get more details on her website which is dot mindytsai.com mindy D-S-A-I.com. hi mindy hi Thank you for joining us on our podcast, the SOS Show from Boston. And how was how was your uh, party last night? Oh yeah, so <laughs> I actually uh, I went out to see a play. Uh, I
0: love watching live shows, so last mm-hmm. night I actually went out with friends and we saw a play in uh, in Boston. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called Pipeline, and mm-hmm. uh, it's about a uh, African American family. Uh, how the mother wants to give her son a better opportunity in life. So it was very good. It
1: was very good. So that was the extent of the partying last night. <laughs> <laughs> lovely, lovely. That's great. So so you do have your bunch of friends around uh, in Boston, and there is a very good social life that you lead.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I came to Boston when I graduated college. So mm-hmm. that's It's been sort of two decades and uh, I've uh, luckily have met a lot of great people and we've became good friends. So I have lots of good friends in the area. Um, I've seen friends get married, have kids. um, So, you know, changing jobs. So, yeah, Boston is, is home for me, for sure
1: and of course your salsa that you're really passionate about i have been sort of checking your website (laughs) yes so i
0: just started learning salsa in january
1: Mm -hmm. and uh, i'm learning
0: it with a friend uh actually this was uh the idea of a friend and he said you know hey at the beginning of the year in december he was like hey i'm signing up for this dance class would you be interested in joining me and i was like Sure. Why not? I've never salsa, but uh, it sounds fun. And it's been a lot of fun. It's been wow. a lot. Of yeah, wow. it's very social. And, you know, there's like classes, but outside of classes, they are um, salsa socials. So you go and there are some amazing dancers. And so it just gets me so inspired that um, I want to sort of learn more and keep going. So it's just a lot of fun.
1: Awesome. Mindy, I heard about your memoir. I didn't. I have not read it, Becoming Whole. And yes. um, I read this uh, very fantastic line on your website that was like at age 30, right around my birthday, something significant happened and I didn't really understand what it was. So what was that? Yes. So when I turned
0: 30, there were
1: a lot of things
0: that changed around me. So... A year prior, I uh, broke up with my long-term boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also got laid off by from the company in my first job. So, you know, uh, I worked in my first job for five years or so and uh, got laid off then. And uh, it was uh, changing, living, you know, so I moved out from my boyfriend's place. I moved into a new place. Uh, I had roommates and it was the first time I had roommates in my adult life. So new job, new living environment, new social uh, setting, and everything changed on me all of a sudden, all at once. Mm -hmm. And so I think I I just didn't know how to um, deal with that. And I didn't know that I didn't know how to deal with it. So I didn't know, right? So I just Mm -hmm. go to work. I meet new people. I try to do my best and every little thing sort of gives me, gave me anxiety. Um, but I sort of, you know, my, my personality is pretty optimistic and pretty happy. Mm -hmm. So I would get anxious, but then I would just be like, Oh, it's fine. And, uh, I became hypersensitive to my environment. So Mm. for example, if someone comes up to me and say, hi, nice meeting you. What's your name? Um, I would be a little bit uh, sort of hesitant and I didn't, I wouldn't know what to say. You know, that was kind of like, I I was never an awkward person, but during that time, I became hypersensitive, very sort of introverted and, uh, you know, just, just not quite myself. And I didn't know this. And so one thing led to another, I started uh, listening to, you know, I, I listened to music and i started reading into the music i would hear a song from a radio and uh for example it would have a phrase that says you know uh i'm I'm giving an example you know it's it's dark outside and Mm -hmm. when i hear it's dark outside i would be like oh my god it is dark outside you know i i I get really sentimental and i read into it i read into the line that i hear and then from the music, then I start sort of noticing things around me a little bit more sharply, right? So if someone walks by, they touch their nose and I would think, oh, the, is, he, is he trying to say something to me? Um, and then that escalated into hearing voices for the first time. Um, and then that, you know, when I start hearing voices, then everything sort of go downhill. Um, and then I finally got really, really sick. Um, uh, mm-hmm. and then I called, uh, my ex-boyfriend for help. And so that was when I, that was my first episode of Schizophrenia.
1: So what did the voice tell you? And I believe, uh, you sort of even named the voice as, as Joey.
0: Yes. I, I named <laughs> it, it. I, so the first time I heard my voice, I was in my room. Mm -hmm. I got up like anybody, you know, any day, any normal day, it was like a working day. I got up in my room, I was getting dressed and I heard someone talking and Mm -hmm. I thought, huh, is that from next door Mm -hmm. or, you know, where's the voice come, come from? And I was, I didn't, you know, it didn't scare me and didn't upset me. It was just, you know, you you sort of hear somebody talking and you're like, okay, there's somebody talking, right? Right hmm. And uh, I was like, OK, I'm going to go outside and see if I can still hear him. Mm-hmm. And I went out, I, I opened the door, I step outside, I pause and uh, there was no sound. So I closed the door and then the voice said, can you still hear me? Oh, uh... and I responded. Right. Because like it's like somebody yeah. it's a yeah. person to me, I thought it was a person talking to me. So I responded to him and I say, yes, I can. And he says, don't do that because you're going to look silly talking like that uh, outside or something like that. Right. He Mm -hmm. basically don't, 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 don't look weird. And so it's very ironic that my voice actually told me, um, you know, don't look weird. And then later on, the voice actually told me to get help. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to go ask for help And I was like, okay So again, it's very ironic that my voice, first voice <laughs> Sort of told me, okay, you're in trouble yeah. And you need to get help But, yeah. you know, I didn't understand what was happening And yeah. the voice sort of stopped there mm-hmm. um, It didn't, you know, it didn't It just, it, it sort of gradually increased the time So at the beginning, it wasn't all the time It was mm-hmm. that sort of brief moment And then when I went to work, it disappeared. He disappeared Mm -hmm. Um, and then later on he showed up again. So, and then later on, I sort of named him Joe. I say, you know, one day I say, Mm. yeah. I say, you know, I decided I'm gonna call you Joe.
1: Uh Uh, So, so, uh, okay, this sounds very surreal. Of course, you've had, uh, you know, a lot of conversations with people who, you know, uh, have schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was the frequency of the voice? Hmm.
0: So I, I, around my first episode, first breakdown, Uh um, I vaguely remember it to be somewhere between three months, mm-hmm. um, or four months, three, four months, maybe, um, mm-hmm. my, my timeline here is a little bit fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's sort of how I remembered it, at, you know, uh, about that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think at the beginning, the voice sort of just show up, like, I would say not that frequently, just you know, once every other day, maybe, or mm-hmm. just, uh, and and, it, and, it, and it's not talking all the time. It's not like us having a conversation like this, right? It's mm-hmm. just like, I'm doing something. And he would say, I would hear something that says, Oh, that's interesting. Right. Uh. And then I would do something else. And then I would read a book and, uh, the voice would said, um, you know, maybe you should change your mind like something that's kind of relevant, but not if you think about it, it doesn't make sense. But if you read into it, you could make sense out of it sort of. Right. So Mm. the voice was commenting on what I was doing. And
1: were there any other voices that joined in? Uh, So the first voice I heard was just the, the
0: male voice that Mm. I I called Joe. Mm. Um, Later on the second, uh, episode that I had um it was mostly uh, it was all family and friends so it was all voices I could recognize
1: mm-hmm. and uh, at what point uh, you know you uh, you identified that this voice was actually not it was it wasn't real it was something that my mind was creating
0: yeah it took me a long time so I didn't understand that mm. at the beginning you know, at the beginning, I really, really believed that somehow there was someone talking to me who was real. I didn't know how. Mm. And I, didn't. you know, I was like, well, I, I'm not the smartest person in the world. So mm. maybe there is a technical way that you can make this happen. I just don't know how this could happen. Um, so I was a little bit in disbelief, but mm. I was also... Uh, I was also trusting my ear, right, because I heard him.
1: At what point did you come to know about yes. about about schizophrenia? And did you already know about it before that? Did you know no, about no, no. this word? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for the question. So, the, yeah. uh, I I didn't know until all the so my first episode happened when I was thirty, mm. and then when I was thirty six, yeah. the second I had my major second episode. Okay. Um and I ended up in the hospital mm-hmm. um for the first time and it's during the hospital stay that I finally connected the voice to mm-hmm. be something that's fabricated by my brain mm-hmm. to realizing everything that I experienced was because of my brain, like for the first time. So it took mm-hmm. me six years six seven years to finally understood. uh and I believe your mom had schizophrenia. Yes, my mother has it, but she also had it late. Okay. And uh, I am I am not that close with my mother. Okay. Uh, because she actually uh she's very she's a very ambitious woman and uh when I was young she wanted to sort of advance her career. So she ended up focusing a lot of her effort on um, getting a PhD. She came to the US by herself for a while. Um, so I didn't grow up with her because she was mostly focusing on her career. Um, and then she actually triggered her schizophrenia when she was in school or doing the PhD. And you know, I wasn't here, she was here in America by herself. Um, so we've actually never talk about our experience to each other um, and uh, you know I think that's just maybe
1: in the future we will but uh, as of now we, we haven't. But, but did you know about this word schizophrenia at that time did you sort of yeah. know and, 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 right. and then in the, and then what I mean what did you what was your instant reaction when the doctor shared with you that this could be a possible schizophrenia?
0: Hmm, yeah, so I, my mother got sick and I wasn't, uh, I didn't become her caregiver, right? So I didn't mm. talk to the doctor, I didn't talk to her, I didn't know anything. I sort of vaguely know that she was unwell, but I didn't know what the name is. I didn't know what she has. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was in college, uh, I actually got a phone call from her friend And one of her friends said, hey, you have to come and, you know, help her because, uh, you know, your mom is in my basement and I don't know what to do with her. She's not well. And so my boyfriend at the time and I went to uh, drove all the way from uh, New York to New Jersey to see how we can help her. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was when I was still in college, right? So I was pretty young. And Mm -hmm. anyway, so we've taken her to the hospital, Mm -hmm. um, the neighbor's place to the hospital, right? We sort of Mm -hmm. forced her into the ER. So you asked me sort of what I think of it. So actually my boyfriend at the time, who was a Mm pre-med, he was the first person who talked to me about schizophrenia, actually. Uh,
1: Because uh, he uh. said
0: hey, you, your mother has it, mm. that means, you know, your percentage of getting schizophrenia is higher. So mm-hmm. you have to sort of take care of yourself and prepare for that because it might happen to you. And uh-huh. he was obviously very smart. And, uh-huh. you know, obviously, you know, he, he always knew he wanted to be a doctor. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, obviously he thinks about things like that. And my reaction to it was okay I heard you and you know I sort of forgot about it Mm. I didn't I didn't take it I didn't take it to heart I didn't worry about it and you know sometimes I think maybe that's good right because I Mm. if I had worry about it I would be growing up thinking I'm gonna be sick I will not you know be that I didn't have any of that so I grew up until when I was 30 sort of fairly you know normal and didn't really worry about it at all after i got schizophrenia when i was 30 i didn't really think about my mother either i didn't connect that with what she has just because she didn't you know yeah. she didn't tell me she was hearing voices she didn't you know like yeah. I, the symptoms i had mm-hmm. it was my own experience and um uh, no one else had the same experience i didn't hear any of that and so yeah the two dots didn't get connected
1: mm-hmm. so tell me about the medication you started taking for schizophrenia mm-hmm. i believe uh, because i have you know i've seen people around with schizophrenia my friends uh, you know a friend of mine also has schizophrenia does it slow you down uh, what are the after effects of it I was lucky that the first
0: medications that was prescribed to me, which uh, I took Zyprexa, mm-hmm. uh, was effective. I I, I I took it. It knocked me right out. My, my mind was cleared completely. Mm-hmm. Um, what? But the thing is that the side effect that I experienced was... Uh, it would make me really sleepy in the morning. I, I yeah. it, would, uh, it was hard to get up in the morning. Mm. Like I was never a morning person. I admit that, mm. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, this made it even harder. Like I feel, I felt my brain was very heavy in the morning when I try to get up. Mm-hmm. And then also I, my um, appetite changed completely. And one of the side effects is that it will make you hungry. And so um, there are cases where people gain weight for like 50 pounds, a hundred pounds. Yeah. 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 So that's the side effect. And so I experienced both, but luckily over time, Mm -hmm. I think my body adjusts to it. So now um, it's less and less of an issue. And, you know, I'm trying to exercise, eat better. And, you know, when I eat now I can heat, I can feel, Getting full Like before When I take medications I didn't feel full And that's the problem Because you keep eating Because you don't feel the You don't feel full Now yeah. I feel a little bit more So I think I think over time It does um, I feel like At least for me My body adjusted mm-hmm. um, So I have Always been on perxa For most of the time Now There were times That the doctors Switched me On a couple other things mm-hmm. Um so my understanding, and this is what I learned when I was at the hospital is that there are three different, uh, types of medications that they pre- prescribe, Zyprexa, Risberidone and Abilify, I believe, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, so the difference between those is that the sedation level is different and mm-hmm. then, uh, the side effects are different. So I've actually tried risperidone for a little bit because they, they know that I was, um, a little bit bothered by my weight gain. And mm-hmm. so they said, okay, if you, if that really is, um, um, sort of creating a problem for your quality of life, let's switch you and try a different medication. So I tried it for like a month and what happened was, um, my weight didn't get affected, but, um, my legs start shaking Uh, like you uh, would have muscle muscle spasms kind of thing uh, and that really bothered me that bothered me more than the waking because I would be standing waiting for the bus and my my leg would be shaking and I was like this is this is scary I don't like how this feels and so switch off that and went back to Zyprexa uh, uh, uh-huh. So, yeah. So the medication I've, I've been on has always been Zypherasat for the most part.
1: Yeah. Most part. And, um, what about the dating scene? Did, uh, you know, when, you know, when uh, you start dating someone, do you make them aware about your, you know, <laughs> how, how do you go about it? Oh my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I didn't date for a while and I started dating, um, a few years ago mm. and, um, that, that was also when I sort of gained full awareness of what I have. You know, it was after the hospital stay, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was in this like mental state where I was very excited. Now, I, I wouldn't say excited, but I was very open in sharing my experience. Mm. So Lovely, that yeah. started with my friends, right? So I would mm-hmm. talk to my friends about it. I would tell them my experience and, you know, God bless my, my friends. Everybody listened, everybody supported and stuff. So when I started dating, I was in the same, I was in the same mode, right? So yeah. I would meet guy for the first time yeah, and we will be having our first date. And I would, I would blur out. I would say, hey, um, I'm working on my book. And they would, of course, ask what it is. And I would say, it sounds schizophrenia. And, you know, it's interesting that um, there are a couple of things, right? First of all, my friends were all like, Mindy, you, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You do not bring that up as like, The first date conversation, (laughs) yeah, because because you know, number one, they don't really do they Uh, really care, and then are they going to get scared and they don't even know, right? So so I went through this whole conversation with my friends, right? So Mm, that's one. mm, mm. But I do have to give credit to some of the guys I met, Mm. Um, and these are guys in Boston. Not everybody was negative about it like they were there was a guy who I said hey I have this right I have schizophrenia and he was like okay and <laughs> then we went on and talk about the next thing Love and I it. was like yeah. okay right he's okay with it and I also yeah. met another guy mm-hmm. right who is also a uh, who, who another guy who's a doctor so the first the first example was a carpenter the second yeah, was a doctor mm-hmm. and I was like, Hey, I have, you know, schizophrenia again. I'm like in my mode, right? I blurred it out mm-hmm. and he was like, Oh, that's okay. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, okay. Right. So, so, so even though it's not a, it, even though it's taboo to talk about it during first date and I did talk about it, mm-hmm. um, not everybody reacted badly. I, I have to say, I have to give these guys credits. They were they were they were good about it. Now you you're right, right? I really I don't know what they really think, but at least, you know, we had the first day and then we had the second date and they seem okay with it. Mm. But I I do have to say, now that I have dated a little bit more, now <laughs> that I have thought about it a little
1: bit more, yeah. I don't do it up anymore. Love not me. not doing the first date. Yeah. Not doing the yeah. first date. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, uh, Mindy, in terms of how long have you been taking the medications now, and do you still take it, and uh, do you still talk to Joe? Hmm. So I uh, I am I
0: just turned forty six. So. It's been uh, 16 years Mm -hmm. Since I've been taking medications Mm -hmm. Uh, Knock on wood uh, So far everything Is pretty under control I do not Hear from Joe anymore Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I haven't heard a voice For I think the last Time I heard a voice Was maybe five years ago And the reason I heard and, And it wasn't even clear voice It was just like background noise and the reason that happened was because I was a little bit stressed out at work so I think stress for me is a big deal um but it's been you know five years clear clear record nothing happens and um so
1: yeah so so of course so of course course now you are working and you are dating and you are doing your salsa and you're <laughs> taking on your medications and you are leading a happy good life with full awareness yes yes i mean i'm very blessed very lucky to be able to do that yes yes mm-hmm. Th- yeah. that's that that's brilliant uh mindy tell me something a few misconceptions that people might have about schizophrenia
0: I think most people think it's a violent condition and I can't speak for other people. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they are very violent cases out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, um, and I read this in a book, um, the voices that I heard were, um, like I said, right, Joe and friends and families. Mm -hmm. So, um, my, the, the imaginary world that I experienced was fairly um, not negative. So I know that I've read books where um, someone hear voices and they could say some things like, you know, take up your clothes or like hurt yourself or mm. do something like that. Right. Um, I didn't experience that. Um, my voices were you know, asking me to call my friends or meet up for dinner or playing games. Um, and so I just think that we need to realize that, you know, schizophrenia is, is people who have schizophrenia hear voices, and we also have to understand that the voices are of different, of a wide spectrum. Yes. Um, and, um, you know, it, it's as complicated as meeting someone in person, right? Meeting a real person. So, Mm. uh, so I I think that's one thing I would say is that, Mm -hmm. and then the second thing I would say is um, I think the general understanding is that people are scared of schizophrenia. Yeah. Um, And uh, I have to say that my friends were, my friends and family were very supportive and you know, I think I heard a saying earlier that says, you know, if you have cancer, people come and they bring you a cake. Mm. If you have, you know, mental illness, nobody says anything. Right. So that's mm. sort of the general conception. And I, I don't I don't that didn't happen to me either. Mm. Uh, my friends were knocking on my door. Mm. They were visiting me. They were uh, having dinner with me and they were. All trying to figure out how to help me. Mm. Um, now we didn't know, me included. Nobody really know what to do uh, mm. in cases like this, but everybody was trying to do their best. Um, so in this case, you know, I didn't get cake, but I got a lot of support. Mm. Um, so that yeah. was also, I think, um, something that people need to be aware. I don't. I don't think. I think there's a lot of people out there who care about their loved ones who are um, experiencing me- me- mental illness. Yes.
1: Uh, so uh, parting words, Mindy, what are the things that you do to keep yourself whole in terms of your everyday activity? Besides, you know, your of course, you do your work and you do other things, but uh, what is it? You do you do yoga? Do you, are you bent towards uh, meditation?
0: I think my, the thing that keeps me, keeps my mind sane is Mm. writing, writing.
1: Mm, Lovely.
0: Um, I've always liked to put my thoughts on paper. I always kept a journal um, and, uh, you know, I I have books and books of diaries in my apartment from, you know, I don't know when, how old I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and since rec- you know, in the ever uh, after I triggered schizophrenia, I had this desire of trying to write everything down and trying to sort through my so- thoughts, you know, because I was I had so many thoughts and I was feeling, you know, so much to say. There's so there were so much things I wanted to say, and so I start putting it down on paper, and that was very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. um, and uh, now I'm working on my second memoir. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's about dating, being single, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for me, writing is a very um, therapeutic process for me. Mm-hmm. Um, personally. Yeah. I mean, I do, you know, I do, as you said, right. I, I do salsa. I like, I love yoga. Uh, I love walking out in the woods and all those physical exercises good but I think for my, for my mind um, reading, writing has been you know, especially writing has been very
1: uh, therapeutic and, and important to me mm. Lovely, Mindy you'll be waiting for your book to read, Dating with Schizophrenia and uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's that will be a very important book that will add value to a lot of people out there so thank you so much for joining us, Mindy, and it was I think it was a great conversation and thank you for sharing your world. Thank you so much for having me that's it guys Uh, i hope uh, the episode was of value to you you can write to us uh, that enables us to keep going post in your query tell us what you think about the episode tell us how we can improve the episode Uh, your thoughts your connecting with us enables us uh, to take the podcast in the direction that it should go which is uh, adding immense value to the human existence Okay, guys, that's it for today. Uh, I'm your host, Sachita, and I'm happy to hear from you. So do connect and uh, take good care of yourself. Take good care of your loved ones. Take good care of environment. And you can, of course, take good care of people who are not your loved ones as well. Because, of course, as every time a disaster happens, we realize we are so intricately connected. We're all in this together.